Hey, I want to do a one-night message tonight. Next Wednesday, we're going to have a JG movie night and see Peanuts the Movie. And we'll have a premiere theater popcorn here and all the good stuff that goes with uh, movies. But tonight, I want to do a single-night message called My Love-Hate Relationship with Social Media. And I'm going to kind of just talk about all different kinds of platforms. And you may have a different one that you use. But what kind of spurred this one on was a... A situation that that I heard about a couple of weeks ago. We would we came out of Grace Temple Church, which was Harold Nichols Church, and all of our family grew up in there. And there was a certain family that went there that I remember. The son was just a little bitty guy when we knew them back in the day. Of course, we all uh, grew and moved away and so forth. But as Facebook does, you find out that the little boy who was now twenty eight ended up taking his life at 28, and so I was able to run into one of the family members just a week or so after this young man took his life, and um, she was telling me the details about it, and the specific detail that she told me what kind of, I mean, he had already always been struggling with, uh, with depression, which is just a, a living hell that, that I know God wants to break uh, the hold on, 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 on precious people that deal with that. But the thing that was the straw that broke the camel's back was that his ex-wife, he was recently divorced, had changed her name, her married name, back to her maiden name on, uh, on Facebook. And that was the impetus for him that day taking his life. And I think that, and I don't want this to be a down message because at the end I want to show us strategies on living in a social media driven world and even my age that we have that as a part of our lives. But unfortunately, it has also become something that is, is driving our lives to a certain extent. And if, you're, if you need fill-ins, does anybody need fill-ins, these little sheets? fill-ins. If you do, raise your hand and we'll get you a fill-in with a piece of paper. If not, we're going to start into the fill-ins. Have you ever seen something on social media that ruined your day? I think every single one of us in one way or another have experienced something that just ruined our day and was on our thoughts. Maybe you went to bed thinking about it at night and woke up in the middle of the night and was still thinking upon what you saw. Was there something that did not set well with you? And uh, Jay can uh, attest to this, that we see young people that are in church as teenagers, and then they grow up and go to college or get older, and they go away from the things of God. And unfortunately, social media is just an open platform for you to see everything that they're walking away from. And uh, it's very heart-heavy uh, to see what people do that don't set, doesn't set well with you. Something that did not make you feel good about yourself. And I think that tends to be much more something we deal with is that we'll be fine and then we'll put up tw pull up Twitter or Instagram or the platform of your choosing and you see something that all of a sudden affects you. And I'm going to point out some stuff tonight. And the first thing I'm going to point out is envy. Envy is a feeling of discontentment or resentfulness, longing, resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck, and without taking too much time to go into it, is that social media tends to be this environment where we see what people have or what they're doing or who they're with or what they're experiencing, and we automatically place ourselves 
in that same way, and it affects us because envy says, why don't I have that? Why am I not a part of that? Why do I, am I not in the middle of that? Has someone ever posted something that made you realize that you don't have that in your life too? That could it be a boyfriend or a girlfriend that somebody, you know, they've changed their status on Facebook. That's what us old people do. <laughs> or they all of a sudden post a picture of them on a date or whatever, and you realize, I, I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have that in my life. Here's even worse. You break up with somebody, and they find someone new. And as Bradley told us in our, in our uh, hot spot up here, you get to see the unfolding and the the blossom of their new relationship in living color right before your eyes. And if that doesn't stick a knife in you and twist, I don't know what does. James 3.16, and I printed all the scripture today on your notes, and I know I went crazy on the notes today, so forgive me. It's like, we're going to be here for three, three days filling these in. For where envy and selfish ambition exists, there is disorder in every kind of evil. And that's what social media can be the attempt to bring disorder into our lives. As I stated a couple of minutes ago, where you have that place where you're just fine, and then you pull up your Twitter on your phone, and all of a sudden, you're not fine anymore. How many of you have ever seen, oh, this is not what we're going to preach tonight. How many of you have ever seen something, and you went and showed somebody your screen? Look at this. My favorite is to do a screenshot and send it to people. Can you believe Melinda's my favorite person to send that kind of stuff to. Oh, oh don't even, Melinda, don't even start about them. <laughs> I'm preaching now, aren't I? It can be an open door for the enemy to run with your thoughts and your emotions. That can be that, that just that trigger that all you were fine and then all of a sudden you are in a big time worked up mess. Because of what somebody posted. Envy will make you think that your life is not complete as is. I think that if there is anything that we suffer from as a, as a society is that there is never a time in our life where we are content exactly where we are and what, with what we have. I'm not talking about it's okay. I'm talking about being content with exactly what you have. And unfortunately, social media platforms have created this place where all of a sudden you are immediately discontent with what you have. Envy will bring imbalance in your life, into to a life that God intended to be balanced for you. That God's plan is not for me to live in this roller coaster of emotions and feelings and all the things that are associated with it. But God intended for my life to live in a balanced state. Now, if you're like me, that is not always true. There are many times that I am imbalanced. Comparison, your next fill-in. Have you ever thought less of yourself at the sight of someone else's post? 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, For we do not dare classify or compare ourselves with someone who commend themselves, but in measuring themselves by themselves and comparing them to, to themselves, 
they lack understanding that in a world where it's okay for every single one of your Instagram pictures to be you. Lord, help us. <laughs> that is a person, if you go back, that lacks understanding. <laughs> that, that is, a, what do you call it? A recipe, a prescription for disaster. Comparing is always attached to a fear of lack, that there is a never enough to go around. Let me, let me just kind of make this specific illustration that when we've been in a relationship and maybe we broke up that relationship and, and the two have moved on and then we see that person find somebody else, it's not that we don't want to be happy for them. The, the emotion attached to them is what in the world is going on there because we think that there is not enough love to go around and if this person finds attention and attraction somewhere else, there must be less available and so our, then our reaction is that I hate what's going on over there because we think that there's a deficit in the world. Fear is always attached to lack. Fear is always attached to there's not enough of whatever. <clears throat> the yardstick of comparison should never be made by someone else. When we gauge and measure ourselves by someone else, that's not a healthy comparison, a yardstick of, of toward us. You're set up for failure and disappointment when the standard of your life is, a, is made by or is measured by someone else. I'm going to get somewhere with this because you might be thinking, holy cow, you've just described lots of me. Self-worth. Have you ever felt like you were left out of something? Self-worth. Have you ever felt like you were left out of something? <clears throat> Psalms 139, 13 and 14 says, For you created my inner most being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works to to me, about me, are wonderful. I know them fully well. And I don't know that that scripture about being fearfully and wonderfully made is always on the forefront of Jonathan's mind when I go see something that impacts or attacks my self-worth. The enemy would love nothing more than to distort your self-image. And if he can distort your self-image then there's not really anything else that he needs to do because in essence, you will, if you allow that distortion of your image, then he will just let you brew and stew on that till that distortion becomes a stronghold. If the enemy can get you to think that God has forgotten to supply you with something in life, then the enemy can warp your feelings about yourself and what you have. That if there's ever a time in our life when we're looking at something or someone and thinking less about ourselves, then the enemy is in the process of warping and distorting the image we have. That we should, and I'm pointing to me. What do you do, Jay? Do you do like, what did you do? do? No, this, I'm sorry. You do this right here. That any time that I should experience whatever, 
that if in my heart is not the understanding and the revelation that everything I have is more than enough provided by him, then the enemy can distort that reality, can distort that truth. And so we have to make that a priority. And I'm going to give you strategies. Don't worry. I'm not just going to beat the crud out of us. And then everybody walks out. It's like, happy birthday, ball guy. All right. <laughs> Irritation. Irritation. <laughs> Has anyone ever posted something that irritated you? Don't point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let me just tell you, I got a screenshot of it right now. And right over there. <laughs> <laughs> Colossians 1.11 says, May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, with all endurance and patience and joy. That even though I might experience or see something that irritates the fire out of me, that God designed me to endure life, with patience and joy. And fr frankly, and I like this thing that I stole from Joyce Meyer, this is a setup to be upset. That when you see something like, and that reaction is, oh no, they didn't. I'm going to screenshot this right now. <laughs> Snapchat won't let you do that. Do I understand that right? Tells you if somebody screenshots your stuff. No, no, that's why I don't do Snapchat. Because i got to be able to screenshot in private. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> tell you what, if I had to have that, I'd get me another phone. Take a picture of that phone. So just so you know, I didn't... None of your business what I screenshot. Bunch of nosy rosy. It's a setup to be upset. This is a plot to steal your joy. Oh, but it just irritated me, Jonathan. Just made, made me mad. Tick, ticked me off. Irritated. Wanted to, yeah, I wanted to slap somebody. I never tell you what. I, there's many times, just whatever platform. Facebook, I'm just like, yeah, they need to be slapped. We need one of those buttons that say, I'm going to slap the crap out of you for posting that. No thumbs up, no smiles, no not. Slap the crap. <laughs> If you were in front of me, <laughs> people are going to do what they want to do. You cannot change or control people. But I kind of want to sometimes. Life would be easier if I could just control people. I'm telling you that right now. I can make people do the right thing. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> Here's my next villain. It is a lesson in futility to try to change anyone. There is no one on this planet that you can change. So quit trying. I know what we think. I know the, the moment we see something that someone has done that irritates us, we immediately go into the mode of, I'll tell you what I would do. And can I let you in on something? If somebody was bold enough to post their nonsense for everyone to see, your two cents does not matter to them. Let me help you. They don't care what you think. You could be sta standing right in front of them and telling you have lost your mind. And they will still look for how many people like their crap. 
Only God through the Holy Spirit can work in someone's life. Only God, and can I tell you something right now? Even God can't change someone. They have to, they have a will. So us thinking that we can change somebody through our irritable state of them posting junk is a lesson in futility. People, can I help you with this? People don't think. You ever looked at that? What you're looking at something? What were they thinking? They weren't. <laughs> there was nothing going on here. The hamster was dead, and it's going. <laughs> why or why would you? This should be why. Why would you let the actions of a thoughtless person impact your life? Why? That should be why, not what. Why? Some of us need to take the value that we have for ourselves and bring it up a couple of notches. Because if our value truly was where it needed to be and in the Lord, we would not let the foolishness of people affect us as it does. Don't let anything other than the Lord establish your work. Now I'm going to get into good stuff as we wind this down. Don't give people that kind of power in your life. Just refuse to give people that kind of power in your life. How many of y'all drive? Anybody drive? How many of you drive? How many of you have a car? How many of you have a car? Okay, so let me ask you this. You got some person come in this place and they are crazy eyed. I mean their eyes are just spinning. They're like <laughs> and they say, Can I borrow somebody's car? <laughs> you would be an idiot to say, here's my keys. It's that white Ultima out there. Bring it back with gas in it, all right? No, you would be an idiot <laughs> to let somebody drive your car when they are crazy. <laughs> but we hand over the steering wheel of our emotions to any crazy lunatic that walks up. Amen. They, I mean crazy people. They, they couldn't find their rear end with both hands and a map and a blinking light. And you're going to let them have control of your emotions. Is that a visual right there? <laughs> Only the Lord should have that kind of influence in our lives. Only the Lord should have that kind of influence. And if we give that kind of power to other people, it is our fault. If we give that kind of influence to other people, then we're the ones to blame. He is the only one that can establish true worth in your heart. He's the only one. If you try to find it in a relationship, you're going to be disappointed. Not that good relations are out there by God, but if you try to find it in a relationship, you're set up for failure. If you try to find it in what people say, do, like, click, retweet, etc., give it up. It can never be found in what other people do. Don't harbor any emotion or feeling connected with what you've seen, good or bad. I, you get, you post something, 73 likes, you're like, hmm, tell you what, I've arrived. Instagram famous right here, 70-something likes. Your very next post, three. And one was your grandma, <laughs> and the other one was your, your mother. 
because they finally got an Instagram, and you're their only friend. <laughs> got me one of them Instagram. Insta what was that commercial? No, the two of you Snapchat, Snap something, Snap fun or whatever. I've lost, totally lost my place making fun of people. Oh, this is good. I like this one. Treat bad emotions and feelings like the trash. Take them out regularly before they start to stink. I had the other day in my trash can um, tartar sauce in a take-home. Tartar sauce after a day in your trash can smells like Satan. If you want to know what, if you want to know what Satan smells like, tartar sauce. Now, how stupid would me for me to have that, you know, oh, my, oh, this, trash. Well, why don't you throw it out? No, no. <laughs> throw it out. No, no. And we do that with our rotten, stinking reaction and emotions to people. Throw it out like you would the trash. Proverbs 4.23, Taylor, if you'll come on down, says, Guard your heart above all else. For your heart is where your source of life is. Can I give you some cool hints that the Lord gave me that I'm working on? Because I certainly have arrived. But I thought these were kind of cool. Use your social media as your prayer list. Jonathan, I don't want to pray. I want to kill. <laughs> Use your social media as your prayer list. Job 42, 11 said, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his prosperity and doubled his previous possessions. When did it happen? After he prayed for them. Wage a war with the devil when it comes to people. I think that the, when, when, the, when I see all kinds of mayhem and foolishness and stuff against God from people who know better, that maybe it's God putting me in a position to pray for people whose lives are in the gap. That I ought to use social media and all the things that I don't like to see as my prayer list and be the somebody that stands in the gap for somebody that's going through hell. I don't care how many likes you got from it. I don't care what people say that that's okay. If it's against God's word, it does not make it right. Let me take it a step further. If it is against God's word, you will never have peace in it. And people will post all kinds of nonsense and people respond in how wonderful it is and how awesome it is. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care who says it's okay. If you don't have God's approval, don't plan on having peace when your head hits that pillow at night. And that's just reality. But perhaps maybe God is moving on us to be that one person that stands in the gap over that person and says, not on my watch. God, I, I choose to stand in the gap for them. Be the one that lifts them up in prayer when they have no idea, when you have no idea what they're going through. I've seen and I've heard so many times of people that appeared to be okay, and inside there was a war that was a living hell. And they're not going to get on shows and tell you about that. 
They're not going to get on Oprah and tell you that inside of them is this raging, and I, and I hate to, but if it's against God, and that's not that God brings wrath on people. If you step out from underneath his blessing and underneath what he has for you, then, then you clearly are in another camp. Almost every, maybe not everybody, but many of us in this room have had a time in our life where we were not serving the Lord as we should. And if anybody that is honest with themselves can point back to that time and said that was the most empty, unfulfilled, lost time that I ever went through. And maybe God is using us, your next villain, to be the one that partners with him to make a difference in their lives. And I wonder, because you think, God, this everything is just an open book anymore about people's lives. And maybe God is using this to be the ones that stand in agreement with him and partner with him over people's lives. Can I, can I let you in on these last things? Commit to spend as much time in the word and prayer as you do on social media. <gasps> Because you want to know what is true? We have no idea how much time we spend on it. Let's guesstimate. Because almost all of us, the minute we pick up our phone, we go to an app. But let's just, let's say this. If I spend 20 minutes running the gauntlet of Snapchat, whatever, Instagram, Twitter, can I just as a choice of my will spend at least 20 minutes with the Lord and if I spend 30 minutes on that or 15 minutes or whatever that time is can I commit to myself and to God that I'm going to equal that time with him because Matthew 6 21 says for where your treasure is there will your heart be also and that's just a reality that for many of us, our treasure, our treasure is in an online presence instead of in him. Don't let social media be the source of your heart. Determine to honor God in everything that you do. Bring to him the entirety of your life and heart and let him shape it into what he has for you. So can we commit to that? Just two things. Can we commit to that as much time as we would spend on social media, and I'm not against it. I have everything but the Snapchatty thing. That we spend as much time as we would on that as we do in the presence of the Lord. And the next thing is this. When we see those people, and I have my phone on me, but when we see those people, instead of the response that we normally have, stop in that moment. If you want, lay your hands on your phone. Let me borrow your phone there, Brittany. That when I see something, what it is, that I stop in that moment, lay my hands on my phone and say, God, I ask you to intervene in their life. I'm asking you, God, to bless them. I'm asking you, God, to see them through this time. God, I'm asking you to bring to them hope and joy and peace. God, I'm asking you that you would show in their heart 
their worth to you. God, I'm asking you any struggle that the enemy brings their way, that the word of God says no weapon formed against them will prosper. God, I pray the peace of God around their hearts. I ask you, God, to minister them into their, in their sleep, that you would cause them in the middle of their sleep to, to realize and to understand that they need you. And God, for this time that can only bring hurt to them, I ask you to bring joy. In that can I just let you in on something? I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm highly irritated with the Lord. That whenever something has come my way that I didn't like what somebody else was doing, inevitably, the Lord deals with me <laughs> instead of them. And I don't know, maybe he's dealing with them. But automatically, I'm like, well, I can't believe they did that. And all of a sudden, God turns the tables on me and says, well, I don't like your attitude about that. I'm like, how am what? Have you ever had that when you were a kid? Your brother gets in trouble, and then your parents come home and scold you. And you're like, hey, what did I do? I'm just here trying to do my best. And all of a sudden, this person acts a fool over there. And I just take note of them acting a fool. And who gets corrected? Me. I'm the one. And God has consistently done that with me. So the, so the illustration there is more about the effect that it has on me, really, than on them. I don't want my heart to get bogged down and in the muck and the mire of what the enemy wants to plant in me as well. So let's commit to those two things. Amen.